I can't stress this enough. When a couple gets married, they are not joining a family. They're starting a brand new family all their own. Yeah, new legacy. And so they get to decide, what do we do for our holidays? What do we do for our vacations? What do we, where do we live? Where do we work? Where do we go to church? In a healthy way to build your relationship as a married couple, if that's not how you want to spend that time, vacations, holidays, birthdays, then you have the right to say, we have other plans. And that doesn't have to hurt anybody's feelings. It might, but... It's your prerogative as a newly married couple. Well, howdy. My name is Mark. Her name is... I'm Grace. And we've been together a very, very long time. We're really honored, encouraged, and blessed to host this podcast. We tend to make it uh, real, and so we tend to make it up as we go. So welcome to the Real Marriage Podcast, and thank you to the team at... uh, XO and Marriage Today that gives us the honor of doing so. Uh, In this season, we're looking at actually seasons of your relationship. And in your relationship, as you transition from one season to the next, you need to make adjustments. Otherwise, you could cause some damage and harm to your relationship. Even if you're doing something that worked previously in a prior season, it won't work in a current season. So before we jump in, honey, why don't you go ahead and just read one of the reviews Maybe it'll encourage them to hang in till the end on our podcast. Okay. This is from Terry. About two months ago, I found your podcast on marriage. Wow. I have absolutely loved listening to you and sweet grace. Oh, well, thank you. I have been in church my whole life, but only in the past 10 years can I say I am trying to learn and grow in Jesus. Thank you for what you and grace do. That's awesome. Thank you. I'm so excited for you that you're learning and growing with Jesus because that's what we all need to be doing. So thanks for encouraging us to do that as well. And if you want to leave a review, do so wherever you find your podcast. And if you want to call me sweet Mark, I forgive you. You can do that. All right. So uh, we've talked about uh, the single years, the dating and engaged years. Now we're into the new season where now you are newly married. And some of the biggest errors and mistakes in architecting marriage and family happen in that first year or two of marriage. And if not corrected, they could cause a lot of pains and problems for years in the relationship. So, uh, honey, when you are newly married, maybe start by explaining how your priorities change. Prior to marriage, what would you say a healthy person's priorities should be if they're a Christian? Well, it should be their relationship with the Lord, and it should be constantly like... People talk about growing and learning with Jesus in the word and prayer and in healthy community, attending church regularly, serving. Um, But then when you get married, it transitions to serving your spouse after your relationship with the Lord and putting that in priority and focusing on that as your what God has asked you to do in the scriptures. And when you're growing up and you're part of a household and a family, your first priority is whatever your age is to grow in your relationship with Jesus. But then your next loyalty, your priority is probably your family. Yep. You're part of a family unit. You do vacations together. You do holidays together. Usually, you know, there's some degree of financial dependence on parents until a certain age and independence. You're living under their roof. You're going on vacation oftentimes with them. And so once you get married, uh, what does your new priority checklist look like? Who's at the top? God still, and then your spouse. And then your spouse. And so your spouse has now leapfrogged your friends. They've leapfrogged your parents, your family, your extended family. Uh, They've leapfrogged your career or your job. And so if you don't make these adjustments, um, that first year of marriage is very hard. Maybe talk about how you need to set new boundaries 
with people and maybe maybe the relationship looked a certain way before you were married, but then once you get married, the boundaries change. Maybe talk about that from the woman's perspective and I can hit that from the man's perspective. Well, I know for me, um, I stayed close with some high school friends that some of them were married, some of them were single. And I wanted to still minister to them because not all of them were saved. And so I wanted to, to minister to them in that sense. But at times I let that get in the way of marriage. Um, I also like to serve in the church, which is great. And when you're single, you have usually all kinds of time to do that. Um, But oftentimes I would let that get in the way. Other people's needs get in the way of my husband's needs or later my kids needs. So for me, I really had to ask the Lord. I knew that I was supposed to prioritize you as my husband, but what did that look like? And I needed to ask you what that looked like so that out of your needs, then I could create boundaries, healthy boundaries. Boundaries are not evil. They don't have to be mean. They don't have to be rude to people. It just means in order for you to be a healthy person in your relationship with the Lord and the priorities that God gives us, you create boundaries so that you can maintain that own health in your life. So I needed to figure out how, what needs you had, and then I could make boundaries with other people according to what your needs were first. Well, and, and before you're married, usually you've got a friend group. Usually when you're single, Nick, these are the people, whether it's the guys or the gals, this is the group you go hang out with. And like once we got married, like you said, some were Christian, some were not, some were married, some were single. And what they would go do maybe as non-Christian singles would be very different than, you know, as a married Christian wife. And as a husband, I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm not feeling too good about that. Yeah, convictions um, are different. Yeah, like if they want to go to the club and dance, mm-hmm. um, I don't like anybody dancing. Yeah, I didn't do that, but yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> um, and uh, and so within that, what it is, is you can you can have certain expectations or boundaries in your relationships, but when you're married, then they need to get reset. And a lot of people will take that as rejection. Sometimes your single friends are like, well, you've changed. And it's like, well, yeah, I got married. Well, you, you've sort of, you know, you're not making us a priority. Well, that's because you're not the highest priority. And it's explaining to people, I love you and we still have a relationship, but my priorities have now shifted and changed. Because if what you do is if you allow everyone to keep their position relationally, and then you put your spouse at the bottom of the list, you're pretty much guaranteeing that you're going to cause a lot of pain for your marriage. And you could actually torpedo your own relationship with your spouse, which is your highest priority. And in order to become one with your spouse, you got to focus on your spouse. Well, and in the early marriage years as well. So we've got two kids that are now um, Married. married. And we are on the parental side where we need to make sure that we're honoring their independence as a new family and married couple. And what I would submit to you is for those who are listening, maybe you're young and you're trying to figure out how to relate to your family, or maybe you're like us, you're older and you've got adult children. I can't stress this enough. When a couple gets married, they are not joining a family. They're starting a brand new family all their own. Yeah, new legacy. And so they get to decide, what do we do for our holidays? What do we do for our vacations? What do we, where do we live? Where do we work? Where do we go to church? Um, when the kids come, how do we raise and educate and inform and instruct and direct our kids? That one of the worst things that can happen is you get married and one of your sides of the family assumes you're just joining our family and you're going to maintain our priorities and, 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 and we're going to deal as one large family unit. 
And if that happens on both sides, then the couple is really stretched and torn in the middle. apart from each other. So maybe talk about, we didn't do this well early on. I didn't. Um, And and it really got painful during the holidays. Mm -hmm. That's where the tests come in and the vacations. Yeah, I love my family. um, But because of different expectations with different parents and siblings and, you know, not talking about that and not creating, um, opportunities to communicate about that. We just all had our assumptions and then it wasn't, then it hurt people's feelings. And so, yeah, there was an expectation and assumption with my extended family that we would do all the holidays, do all the birthdays, do all the vacations with them. Now, That doesn't have to be all wrong, but you need to talk about that as a couple. And if the husband and wife don't agree that that is how you want to spend in a healthy way to build your relationship as a married couple, if that's not how you want to spend that time, vacations, holidays, birthdays, then you have the right to say, we have other plans. And that doesn't have to hurt anybody's feelings. It might, but it's your prerogative as a newly married couple. And so I didn't understand how to do that or that that was okay. And so I waited, 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 waited. And after years passed, it was a lot more painful than if I had created those boundaries in the beginning. Um, and so, yeah, so I agreed to spend all our vacations and all our holidays and, and we didn't, you, you and I didn't talk about that as much either, but then you were frustrated and we weren't talking about it. So then underneath both of us was different frustration. Um, so then when we finally were able to communicate about it, that was a hard conversation, harder than it needed to be if we had had it earlier. Um, but then it was, yeah, some boundaries that we needed to set so that we could build our marriage. Well, and the leaving mother and father yeah. is a, is something that you need to really discuss and agree upon. And what that looks and like. And what that looks like. And then find a way to lovingly communicate that to family and friends. And so we would do two Thanksgiving dinners and two Christmases and you know, and then, and, and when you're in those uh, newly married years, there are times that you're working a lot of hours yeah. and you're very busy and you're like, I, we just need to get some couple time and be together. Yeah. And then if you don't set those healthy expectations and reset those relationships, then you add kids. Now it's impossible. Yeah. Now, not only are you doing all the holidays with both sides of the family, now you add little kids that are tired. Yeah. You know, they need a nap. They're just really done. Hard. They need a break and you're going back and forth. And if you have a broken family, meaning maybe your parents are divorced and remarried. Now you just start multiplying the number, the (laughs) number of parties, the number of families, Mm -hmm. the number of relationships, the number of expectations. And, and so like even this, uh, this last, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, one of our kids, you know, newly married, they're like, we don't want to come over for Thanksgiving. We want to get on a plane and go to another state and take a vacation and some time off. Well, and it wasn't even that they didn't want to, it's just, they, they had other plans that they wanted to do together. And we needed to celebrate that. We don't need to take that personally, which we didn't. We celebrated that they wanted, they actually like each other and want to continue to spend time together. And so what can happen is sometimes even as parents, you love your kids and you get really, really selfish where it's like, well, we've always been together on Thanksgiving. Well, they're married now. That's right. Or we always do this for vacation or holiday or birthday or whatever the tradition may be. You know what? That was a beautiful, wonderful thing. But again, that Ecclesiastes 3, there's a time and a season for everything. That season is over. We've now entered into a new season. And it's not that it was bad or wrong. It's that things have changed. Um, In that as well, how important is it in those early, newly married years to, to really focus some of your energy 
on having healthy relationships and boundaries with family and friends, but then as a couple, figuring out who your new couple friends are going to be. Yeah, that's really important. Um, You need both wise counsel of couples that are maybe a step ahead of you or a couple steps ahead of you, and just people that you can do life with, that you are um, peers with each other as couples, that you both get along with, not just okay, I'll endure the husband so that you can spend time with the wife scenarios but or vice versa, but people that you mutually enjoy. It's fun to get those times together. For us, one of the best alongside that, one of the best counsel that our pastor gave us was that we needed a weekly date night. And when you're newly married, sometimes that can be easier, but to get in that habit early on. Because if you aren't in that habit, you won't ever you get, get busy it. <laughs> with work and then you add kids. Right. I mean, you could have a relationship where we dated until we got married and then we stopped dating. Well, right. if, if dating is what allowed you to love each other and build a friendship, you should keep doing that. Yeah. So we literally did. And our parents, that's the one of the great things they did for us is the grandparents, especially when we had kids, they came in and allowed us opportunity to have those date nights. But early on when we before we had kids, we made sure that we got a date night. And that was a key time where we could just, we knew we'd been through whatever part of the week and then, okay, we're gonna just get this time that's just for us, have good conversation, have fun. It doesn't have to be expensive because we were broke when we were newly married, but just be creative and and get that time together to really look each other in the eyes. We've talked about face-to-face versus back-to-back and shoulder-to-shoulder. Get that face-to-face time early on so that you long for it as you go through your marriage. You remember, I need to look my spouse in the eyes so that we can really connect. And I would just say for those parents that are listening or grandparents that are older and there are young couples that are part of your extended family, it is great to love them, but don't be selfish. Mm-hmm. Don't say you need to accommodate us. You need to meet our expectations. You need to be available to us. Even things like we should be able to call, text, email, drop by, assume the holidays, um, help in the decision making. All of those are unreasonable expectations. Yeah. And loving them is letting them love each other. And then just telling them we love you. We're praying for you. We're here to add value. But unless you ask our opinion, we're not inserting it. Mm -hmm. We will have our house open for the holidays. But if you choose not to come, we take no offense. Right. Um, you know, if you want to go do something, we would love to see you and go do that. But you are now married. You are now a new family. You now get to make your own decisions and we are no longer the highest priority. And what I would say is to the, um, to the parents of adult children, if you push too hard and press too much, you'll force them to have less connection and contact with you because you're smothering and choking them. Mm -hmm. And the better thing is to give them a lot of freedom and space and love and prayer and support. And so for us, it's always, okay, our house is open for the holidays. We would love to have you, but if you're not there, there's no offense taken. If it's a vacation we're going on, like you're absolutely welcome, but there's no expectation, no offense taken. So as parents, our job is to be flexible, to be generous, to be available, to have no expectations or demands. No strings attached. No strings attached, no control, no manipulation. Uh, And then just to say whatever is best for your marriage, we are for because not only is your marriage your priority, it's our priority. Because what I would rather have is 
I would rather have a, a healthy marriage for our kids than me get all the time and energy from them that mm-hmm. I think I would prefer. Yeah. Because what I'm doing then, I'm being selfish and I'm causing them harm and I'm doing so because it's what I want, but it's not what God wants for them. And one of the signs, if you start taking it personally or or get resentful or, or take manipulation up offense, or then guilt. one of the signs of, of you doing that is you stop inviting them because you don't want to be rejected anymore. So you need to be cautious of that and really, truly not take it personally. Yeah, because independence and rejection are two different things with an adult child. Yeah. A healthy adult child is going to be independent, which yep. means they're going to make their own decisions and do some things without you. Mm-hmm. And if a parent takes that as rejection, I think they're misinterpreting the data. Mm-hmm. And our goal is that our kids would grow up and be independent. Yeah, absolutely. And as a mom, it's hardest for me with my boys because <laughs> I still want to be mom somehow, but they don't need me to be the same mom I was when they just need my love and encouragement. They don't need me to, to overmother them once they're out of the house and getting married and all that. So just a little warning to the moms. <laughs> well, and dads too, I will say with your boys, you're like, all right, you're off the payroll, you're <laughs> launched. With your daughters, there's something in your heart that's always like, are you yeah. okay? Do you need anything? How can yeah. I help? But you can't overstep the position of the husband because yeah. you want that relationship to be the priority. And so usually then it's best to come in and ask the husband, like, how can I help? How can I pray? How can I serve? You're the leader. You're making decisions. How do I support you as the, as the leader making decisions with your wife who happens to be my daughter? <laughs> and so in all of this, if you don't have these conversations, if you don't work these things out, if you just allow your friends and your family and your extended family to make all of these decisions early on in your marriage, it can go many years with dysfunction. It can cause great harm to the intimacy and oneness in your own marriage. And then when you add children, literally, it could break everything. So we'll talk about that in the next episode. And thank you for joining us. And if you'd love to leave a review, please do so wherever you find your podcasts.